Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. Today we're talking about an important health topic, heart disease. Texas Biomed researchers have been granted funding from the National Institutes of Health to pursue a promising study on the ultimate causes of heart disease and metabolic disorders. It's a multinational study, including volunteers from Mexico. My name is Dr. Raul Bastrachia. I am an endocrinologist, and uh, I've been devoted to do research for the last 15 years of my life. I'm from Mexico, the south of Mexico. I've been here working in cardiovascular disease, obesity, fat tissue metabolism, and diabetes. The, the main cause of death, as of today, is cardiovascular disease. So you're working on something called the GEM Family Study, G-E-M-M. What does that stand for, and what is this study about? GEM stands for Genetics of Metabolic Disease in Mexico. The study is very peculiar. It's a study that includes families. We gather families to study how they co-segregate genes in order to inherit the risk to become diabetic or obese. And this is the beauty of this study. This study follows the San Antonio Family Heart Study, which is the grandfather study of all studies in, that are family-based studies in genetics. The aim of the study is to look for earlier biological biomarkers for cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Why is that important? How would these biomarkers help? Well, we need them. We need them. The traditional way to screen for people at risk for cardiovascular disease has always been done in fasting. This study has a second very important uh, approach. We use postprandial metabolism. And what does that mean? It means that every single person that is participating in the study has to be healthy, has to belong to a large extended family, and the persons, when they accept voluntarily to come to the study, what they do is that they are taken to the hospital from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. During that time, we measure every single biomarker, blood pressure, we draw blood, uh, we measure body composition, everything that is done in fasting. And then they are offered 30% of their total daily calorie intake which means that it's like if they were given a very precise breakfast according to how they are, how much muscle, how much fat they have, which is not what they usually eat. And so by testing them after they eat, are you looking for something different? Correct. If, for example, I compare one uncle who is 48 years old with one niece, female, even with different gender, that is 20 years old. If, for example, the niece that is younger, leaner, with less fat, after the challenge of the mixed meal, this young lady doesn't have a flexibility metabolically. She's not able to store or, 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 or burn 
the calories intake, the, the, the very few amount of calories intake after five hours, there is something wrong with these people, you know, with this person. So that the genes that she's got may not be working appropriately after what we need to challenge when we are studying cardiovascular and metabolic diseases because they all are related to nutrition. If we ate very healthy, no one would be would be sick of cardiovascular disease of diabetes. This is our our very 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 strong palatable high calorie dense diet that is hurting us. So if with the minimum we see early signs that they cannot cope with this challenge, that is what we try to find in the circulation to then use as a proxy or extrapolate with all people around. This is just a study. We are trying to gather 400 people in 10 families in several regions of Mexico. Besides the eating challenge, what is involved on the part of the volunteers? We collect biopsy samples in fasting and three hours after the mixed challenge to each healthy volunteer. A plastic surgeon comes and in the right leg, it does a very minimal non-invasive cut in order to collect muscle and fat. We collect from the leg 250 milligrams of fat and 100 milligrams of muscle. That gives us all the power to study what happened in the tissues where disease affects from a genetic point of view. I asked Dr. Basarachea about the practical implications of zeroing in on a new biomarker for cardiovascular disease. If, for example, you have a normal screening as it is done when you go to the doctor for a checkup, and there is a biomarker as it is now cholesterol, or as it is now blood pressure, or as it is now blood glucose in, 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 in circulating levels in blood, you know? you will be able to catch this biomarker, especially after a meal that is there, and then you will be very early uh, screened as at risk for developing this cardiovascular disease because this biomarker would imply that you have some mutation or allelic variant in your genes that are predisposing you not to be able to actually manage the food you eat, and then you are at higher risk to provoke uh, damage to your endothelial vessels, to your, to your blood vessels that are the ultimate problem when you get sick for a cardiovascular disease, for infarction, for, for stroke. So if people knew this earlier, if they were advised of their genetic predisposition for this, how would that help? First, as these are diseases, talking about diabetes, heart attacks, uh, cholesterol, triglycerides, you know, as they are inherited diseases, you would be able to go to the full family in order to screen which ones unfortunately inherited the co-segregation of the bad gene in order to predispose to develop these diseases. Uh, secondly, uh, you would be able to give a family-based better advice as a family that they need to really change their lifestyle habits. And when you have the mother, the father, the cousin, 
the sister, everybody there, telling them that you as a family have unfortunately this genetic predisposition. This is what we are missing now. You would be able to do a better cardiovascular risk screening in a family-based fashion, which we believe that would be more better paid attention. Secondly, we are in the genomics era. I hope that by the time we discover the genes that are failing or have some sort of mutations of allelic variants predisposing to this disease because of the unique study design we have in families through a challenge with healthy individuals with extended families. I believe that in that time, we might be able to use all these new approaches towards genetics that would be able to fix what is wrong in your genes. Gene therapy is coming very strong. Gene editing is coming very strong. So I see it that an arrow that is coming from the left that eventually would, would, would reach an arrow coming from the right in order to provide the true, the true genetic predisposition and then through there a true uh, way to cure this genetic predisposition or fix the problem, which is called nowadays uh, personalized medicine. Tell us who's involved in Mexico and how this collaboration is working. This collaboration is very unique. It's been very hard to gather all this collaboration because we did a binational consortium. The headquarters of the binational consortium is here in Texas, the, the Texas Biomedical Research Institute in which we work. And we gather 10 university-based centers in Mexico with their affiliated hospitals that they are teaching hospitals. So we created in Mexico metabolic research units in order for us to screen, gather, and collect our volunteer healthy persons from these different families. And we chose the 10 main cities in Mexico because we wanted to mimic the environment that we have in the main cities here in the United States. The way you live, you know, there is a stress, there is all the constructions, buses, taxis, laptops, internet, TV, you name it, pizza, all whatever, it's highly unhealthy. Dr. Basterachea isn't only devoting his time and talents to this issue. You can tell by the way he talks, it's his passion. I believe that we needed something better for our future generations in order for them to be better screened for their risk to die sooner, especially from the heart, from a stroke, from diabetes. You know, diabetes is the leading cause of blindness here in the United States, is the leading cause of amputations, is the leading cause of renal failure, so these people suffer a lot. And the cost of these complications of something that could be approachable to prevent is a lot. It's costing so much money as a public health problem. So therefore, we really, really need better strategies that would earlier screen and detect the risk 
to become diabetic or with cardiovascular disease. That's the first reason. The second reason is because my background is Latino. I'm Mexican, but I'm living in America. But I've seen my own family and many families of many friends, how they are so affected by diabetes, strokes, heart attacks, and it's too late when we start trying to take care of them. It's too late. We need something else. If for some reason we could repair, cure, or prevent from our own biology, truly we are lazy to do exercise, and we like to eat whatever is bad because it's really good. So we need to balance this equation. So therefore, although we will always be educating people about healthy lifestyles, why don't we try to make it stronger or, or complement with biological weapons and means in order for this damage to be less and to be way earlier detected in order to try to fix. In other words, ultimately, the Jim family study is about saving lives. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can find us on common platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Android. You can also log on to our website, txbiomed.org, and search for podcasts. There you can sign up by email to have a new podcast delivered to your inbox every two weeks. We love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.